0: You're listening to the Exeter Vineyard Church podcast, new episodes each week. To watch the full video version of this podcast, head over to our website, www.exe.vin forward slash podcasts. We're doing a series on discipleship. We're thinking about this process that God wants to take us through to make us more like Jesus, more like the person we're created to be. And we're thinking about how this is something that's happening at all times in every moment throughout our everyday life it's not just the things we do it's the things we're thinking about our motivations how we react to the world around us discipleship isn't a course that we do it is living uh with god active in us transforming us so we've been thinking about that we've been thinking about that how that happens in our lives we've been thinking about how God didn't design this to happen on our own. Although it's a really personal process, we do it in community. So we have these different environments that help us uh, be encouraged as a disciple, like different ways to develop different discipleship muscles. So we have our Sunday service, we have hubs and we have discipleship groups. And now we're thinking about five skills that we need to be disciples. Uh, Just five things that help us enter into this process with God. And so far we've looked at the only requirement is yes. We don't have to reach a certain moral purity or expertise to become a disciple. All we need to do is say yes to God. And the second skill we looked at was God is the one who disciples us. The aim isn't a cookie cutter production line. We are being uniquely and individually shaped by God as he calls us and the call is follow me. In these situations, our unique situations, will we follow him? So today we're going to look at a third skill and the third skill is hearing God. Today we're going to think about hearing God. Now, I've done this sort of talk loads of times uh, since I've been a church leader And usually what you do is you go through the Bible and you find verses that prove that God speaks and wants to speak to us to try and uh, convince us that it's happening. Well, today, I don't want to do that approach. If you're interested in that, there's loads of resources out there. And specifically, there is a great book by Pete Gregg called How to Hear God. But today, rather than trying to convince you that God wants to speak, I'm just going to assume that you already are comfortable with that. And in fact, to get to where we are already in this series, we need to, you know, if, the, if all God needs from us is a yes, it requires us to hear the question. And if we are going to follow him, we need to hear his call to follow him. So instead of looking at and trying to prove that God wants to speak, what I want to do today is think practically about what can be a very abstract concept. How does God speak to us? How do we learn to hear? his voice, and also that his voice to us is unique and personal. So we need to learn for ourselves how we do this. And so I thought instead of, um, you know, like just going through the Bible stuff, what I want to do is tell you two stories. So if you're going to sit comfortably, then I'll begin. Once upon a time, many years ago, a young man to a YWAM school did go. And on that Christian course, it was their weekly routine, after they had had their morning caffeine, to gather and pray for difficult situations that might be happening in other nations. Okay, Matt, we're in a group together, you and me, and we're gonna do our normal weekly prayer activity. Yeah, Dave, I know what we're doing. And today we're going to be praying for the first Gulf War. Yeah, 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 I know. I was there when the leader told us what we got to do. And and why are you talking about the first Gulf War? Yeah, well, anyway, should we get on with the first stage where we're going to, ask, instead of praying for the situation, we're going to ask God to tell us what we should pray for? Yes, yes, I know, I know. But I just wanted to say what we're going to do is we're going to ask God to speak to us. So instead of just getting in and praying for the thing, we're going to say to God, what should we pray for in that situation, then you and I will feedback about what we think, and then we'll pray for that situation using what we felt God has said. It's really weird that you're explaining everything. Let, let's just get on with it. Okay. God, please tell us what we should pray for in this situation. A few moments later. Okay, so did you feel God said anything to you? No, no, not really. What about you? Yeah, no, the same for me. I, I didn't really feel anything except I think maybe we should pray for women and children because when it all kicks off it's going to be really tough for them. Let's let's pray for them. Okay, okay, let's well let's pray about that. 20 minutes later. Okay, guys, now everyone's back, all the different groups are back. It would be good to have some feedback about how things gone or what happened. What did people feel like God was saying to them? Ah. Oh. Yeah, in our group it was absolutely amazing. God spoke really powerfully and clearly that we need to pray for the women and we need to intercede for the children and so we we really pushed into that and we had such an amazing time, really felt that God was really in and behind and with us in these prayers because he had spoken to us so clearly. The moral of the initial story is that things are not always quite what they seem. I really struggled with how precise people were when they talked about hearing God, how certain they were, how when they described it, they used adjectives and adverbs to describe a conversation with God. And it really made me feel inadequate because I had no sense of God speaking to me like this. So this incident, this story was really helpful for me in a way to just understand that there is a dynamic at work. I had been in that situation wasn't even sure it was God speaking really. If I had to lean one way, I thought we would just made a decision. And yet to hear this guy describe it in such precise certain terms uh, to everyone else was really enlightening. And it's made me realize that often when people talk about God speaking to them, it can actually work to intimidate and uh, make us feel inadequate just because of the language they've used. Now, often it's just because we've got a culture around the way we speak about things so that people just use the language of certainty and they embellish because that's just what everyone else does. And perhaps sometimes people are a little bit insecure. They want to make it sound like it was, you know, just more impressive, I guess, you know, because they want to be taken seriously, all those sorts of things. But it's just really important that we understand that when people talk in such certain ways, we shouldn't think oh, well, that never happens to me, so God isn't speaking to me. Often, if you get a chance to say to people, oh, how did, how did God speak that to you? And when they unpack it, you realize, oh, that's, I, could, I can imagine that. So I think this is really important that we don't have this high bar set to hearing God. And that's why at Exeter Vineyard, we often talk about, we f- I think God was saying, I feel like God was saying, I have this sense that God was saying, because we're never certain. And also we've started using words like nudge and prompt because we think it better captures often the way that God is communicating to us rather than this suggestion that we're all hearing audible voices and everyone else then thinks, oh man, that never happens to me. So let's get to our second story now. In our next tale of God speaking and how we learn, our main character, because hero is too grand a term, He's walking around in such a normal way, when interrupted he is by what God wants to say. Dave, Dave. pick up up that crisp packet. packet. This story of litter, silly though it seems, actually happened to me when we were leading the church. We were church leaders and I felt so inadequate about God speaking to me. I felt like God was speaking to all other church leaders and other people and yet we were leading the church and I had no idea how God spoke to me. And I started to have this process where I would notice litter and it didn't happen. There was no booming voice. That's kind of what I thought must happen when God speaks to people. Instead, I just started to notice it and then I would have this conviction, this feeling in my gut that I should pick it up. And often I'd walked past it and I just realized that it kind of got lodged in my brain. I'd seen this bit of litter and this strong sense I should do something about it. And it, w- and it went against my natural inclination. My natural inclination wasn't to go and pick up the piece of litter. I didn't really want to do it, but I felt strongly I should. So I would go back and pick it up. And sometimes actually it was embarrassing. I would walk past a bus stop with a few people waiting and I'd notice there was a crushed up Coke can and I'd keep walking and I'd get this sense. And then I'd like reluctantly go back and just look like a complete idiot, you know, like walk back, pick up a Coke can, carry on going. I don't know what they thought was going on in my head. And this all added up to three principles that I found really important in hearing God. The first is like sensing that nudge, that prompt. For me, it's often feels like a thought that I didn't think that gets lodged in my brain or it's a conviction kind of in my gut of like, this is the right thing to do, this is what I should do. So I get that. The second thing is it goes against what I would want to do naturally. You know, there's some pain often. Sometimes it's a bit difficult. Sometimes I'm pressing into discomfort to do this thing. So I'm not thinking, oh, this is what I wanted to do anyway. Often there's that little bit of uh, resistance that I would feel naturally. So it gives me confidence. Well, I wouldn't have thought of this on my own because I wouldn't really want to do that. And then the third thing is to be obedient to it. And I really feel, That litter picking up, stupid though it sounds, was a real training school for me in God speaking. Because what happened was God would do this, nudge me about this, prompt me on this. And then I was obedient to it. And I think it's that process of saying yes to when God asks you to do something. Of when he gives me an instruction to follow him. You keep doing that. I think that then means that he will grow you in this. If, If you're faithful in the small things, then you can... trusted to be faithful in larger things. So we've now got to a point years on where I feel quite confident about God speaking to me. Often the way that we know it was God, or the way I know it was God, is not until afterwards. And I look back and I think, oh wow, that, you know, I couldn't have planned it better, or that worked out really well, or those things all stack up to make an amazing coincidence. And I think that those things... That I felt at the time, I wasn't sure if it was God or not, but it had become a thought that got stuck in my head, a conviction in my gut, and though it was slightly difficult, I decided to push into it, uh, has worked out really well. To the point now where I'm so much more confident about the way God speaks to me and how I respond to that. So for all of us, this is such an important skill. If we want to be able to follow Jesus, we need to understand how he's going to communicate to us, how he's going to speak to us. And so I would love us to start being increasingly aware of how God might speak to us. It might be, like me, prompts and nudges and convictions. It might be mental pictures in our mind's eyes. It might be words that come to us. For some of us, it might be audible voices. It might be dreams. It might be angelic visitations. Whatever way to be open to God speaking to us. So I want to finish with a verse from the Bible. And this is in Revelations 3.20. And Jesus says this, look. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. God, we pray that we would learn increasingly to hear your voice. That still small voice sometimes, that that voice that happens in the middle of a normal day that isn't restricted to religious activities but just in our everyday lives, that we would sense you speaking to us, your communication, that we would learn that unique way you are talking to us and that we would respond. And just as you say, that we would open that door so you can come in and we can eat together as friends as we go through our everyday life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about Exeter Vineyard Church, head over to our website, www.exe.vin.